I uh, covet your prayers in bringing this message this morning. On Friday, I had a couple of things to do, and I had uh, some time praying. I was in the Ivory Coast, got back uh, on uh, Saturday. See, I'm all messed up. (laughs) Um, In Paris, went out of the airport, had a couple of meetings, and came back. Just a bit up, please. Had a, thank you very much. Had a couple of meetings and then uh, go back yesterday afternoon. And uh, for the past uh, couple of weeks, Pastor Matt told me, oh, preach on whatever you like. I said, okay, that's good. Amen. And uh, being in the Avery Coast where I spent a week almost every day doing something different, I never had time, actually, to be frank to sit and focus and pray about uh, this. But since I knew I was uh, to speak on any topic, I said, good, so I don't have to prepare specifically about what I'm asked. But I I am free to give what I feel. So I felt, oh, that's easy. Preach your favorite uh, topic. That's faith. So I said, okay, I can work that out. Even call me five minutes before time, I can always give you something about faith. So uh, I think it was on Friday, I think I emailed Paul to give at least the title. I, was, uh, uh, I thought I was going to take one of my uh, old sermons and just preach to you. And uh, the title was, uh, what again? Um, can't even remember. I think, uh, yeah, the, 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 currency of, uh, the currency of heaven. And um, to my surprise, I got back yesterday very... Uh, Tired and felt, actually, as you can maybe see or hear, my voice was completely out. And I was praying, God, please give me my voice back because I need to preach. And um, had a meal quite early and I thought I would go to bed and uh, get some strength, wake up early, pray for this service. And uh, around 10, I just woke up, and I felt uh, no, uh, I mean, a sense of sleeping at all. I was like, God, please, I need to rest. I need to rest my body. Anyway, to cut the long story short, I thought the Lord woke me up because he said, you know, preaching on that sermon. And uh, he laid upon my heart something that I really quickly want to share with you in the next uh, 20 minutes or so, hopefully. Amen? And uh, he said, rather, I want you to address my people and talk to them about issues that some of them are going through for now. Faith, you need it at every time, every moment. But uh, God wanted to be specific. God wanted to address issues. And the pictures that he started giving me were a little bit uh, concerning because I felt uh, uh, the Lord was showing me some faces about people uh, having uh, a normal kind of appearance uh, in front of most of us here in the congregation. But uh, deep down, some of them are struggling big time. And it is like the Lord was saying, I have some of my children that are uh, decent enough not to come and 
shower you guys in the leadership with all of the issues that they are going through, but I have seen their pain. I have seen their struggles. And I want you to make them understand that the way they can come out of those circumstances, it is not the way or the, the ways that they are using uh, 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 for the moment. So through this teaching, and not only people struggling, but I also felt the Lord was saying there are some people who are in a place of complacency. It is like uh, your life is not all that terrible, and you are grateful for that. But you have come to a place where you have taken things too casually. And the Lord was, uh, through, this uh, I mean, through this message, what God wants to do is to steer up your desire to thrive and go ahead and achieve and fulfill. So wherever you find yourself uh, in uh, a, a challenging position or in a complacent position, there is a third group of people that uh, the Lord was saying that through this message, what he wants to do is that wherever you are, you are in a place where he wants you to go higher. He wants you to achieve greater, not for the sake of achieving, but for his plan and purpose. So the title of my message, uh, now you can put the clock on. <laughs> the title of my, of my message uh, is How to Leave Your Divinity. And I think clearly what the Lord was saying is that uh, for those who are struggling, for those uh, who have uh, come to a place of uh, uh, challenge or complacency and so on and so forth, the reason why we find ourselves in a standstill is because we have taken the focus away from God. Thank you very much, Pastor. We've taken our minds away from God and his plan and his uh, 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 instructions. And we have taken our focus on the trouble. And as we all know, there is a, a, a passage in the Bible where Peter, the apostle, walked on water. But as long as his eyes were fixed on Jesus, he was able to progress. And at the very edge of uh, reaching to Jesus. The Bible says he took his eyes off and started looking at the waves. And when you do that, when you take your eyes off the Lord and you focus on the problems, you focus on uh, the day-to-day -day activities, which we have to do, but you need to learn to withdraw. You need to learn to put it into perspective. So I, I will make a reference to a couple of scriptures, but we will read only two of them. Amen? So in doing what God wants you to do, you need to understand that the whole purpose is for you to understand that God has made you a royalty. You are born of God. The Bible says very clearly in the book of John chapter 3 verse 6 that there are two ways in which we are born. Whatsoever is born of flesh is flesh, and whatsoever is born of the spirit is spirit. So we were born... Physically, we came into this world uh, through our parents, isn't it? But after that birth, there is a need of a second one. And the second one is, is to give our lives to the Lord Jesus, confess him as our Lord and personal Savior. That leads us to our first reading in the book of Romans chapter 8, uh, verse uh, uh, 16 and uh, 17. I read from... Uh, um, the, the New Living Translation. 
It says uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. Oh no, this is French. Sorry, you don't want to listen to French. See? Confusing. Amen. For this, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Amen. So clearly what this scripture says is that, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the book of John uh, 3, 6, that we need to be born of the Spirit. But when we are born of the Spirit, the Bible makes it very clear what actually uh, stamps that uh, new birth is uh, the testimony of the Spirit. So it says in that verse uh, that the Spirit uh, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. But we are not just born according to our uh, 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 Heavenly Father, but we take upon ourselves His nature. We take upon ourselves uh, His character. We take upon ourselves uh, everything that He is. But the truth about you and I is that we fail. We fall so short of those uh, 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 qualities. And the reason being that uh, we do not uh, focus too much on what he says about himself. So part of what I'm trying to do here is to bring your understanding to the fact that if you are born of God, obviously you have uh, God's DNA in you. So you have uh, the capacity to operate uh, in his uh, likeness. Remember in the book of uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1, he said, let us make man. In our image and according to our likeness. So all that is in God is found in you and I. So what the Lord was impressing upon my heart through this is that most of us, as we are born of his spirit, unfortunately we do not allow that spirit to rule and to take over. We allow circumstances of life to somehow constrain us, to limit us, to uh, prevent us from being who we were supposed to be. So he gave me that analogy that when you are born a lion, you are not afraid of any other thing in the forest. And the Lord said clearly that we are born lions. And we need to allow the lion in us uh, to come up. We need to allow, the Bible calls Jesus uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen? So we need to allow that lion to arise in us. And, but unfortunately, we are born a lion, and unfortunately, some people will die as an ant. But God forbid. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, what, uh, If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. So it is not by your doing. It is not by your capacity. There is nothing to boast about. It is all of God. But we need to come to the realization that our new birth doesn't just prepare us for heaven. Our new birth, whilst we are here on earth, is to equip us to represent God wherever he takes us. Amen. So Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 also makes mention of the fact that God has made you and I kings and priests. 
And we are not uh, just being uh, 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 groomed uh, to go and reign in heaven. When you read that scripture, it says they will reign here on earth. Let me tell you, God's nature in you is to be lived. It's not to be uh, only expected in heaven. In heaven, it will be another dimension. But start rehearsing here on earth. You will try. Sometimes you will fail. But that is part of the whole uh, 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 journey. So the Bible makes it very clear in the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. So being born of God, let me tell you, humanly speaking, we are all frail. We are all uh, uh, following creatures. But because of the enablements that comes from God, we can do extraordinary things. I dare to tell somebody that we, you and I, we are ordinary people doing extraordinary things because of, of the extraordinary God living in and through us. Amen. And it is high time. You see, we focus too much on the challenges. We stand too much. You see, you are only able to see what you decide to see. But when you lift up your eyes beyond what you see physically, because most of us, we allow what surrounds us to dictate unto us our reaction. But it is high time for you to understand that the true you it is not the flesh that you see. It is not the flesh in which you live. I've heard some people say, oh, we are human, uh, uh, we are human beings. Uh, we, have, uh, we, are, uh, 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 we have a body having a soul uh, 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 and, uh, I mean, living uh, uh, through the soul and uh, having a spirit. I say, no, that is the other way around. The real you, you are a spirit being. Having a soul living in a body. Because this body, God forbid, if uh, the Lord, I mean, if the Lord is to appear or you go to the mortuary, you will see a lot of corpses. But they are not living simply because what makes them alive, the spirit, is gone back to the creator. So the real you, it is not your physical body. It's the spirit in you. So you need to nurture that spirit to interact with the creator. You need to engage with spirit with spirit so that you can live according to that divine nature. So the first thing that I wanted you to understand is that you can live your divinity by realizing your new birth, that your new birth introduces you to the supernatural, to the capacity of God, to the life of God. And you can do it. So many of us, we have amazing testimonies about supernatural interventions. How we prayed or we believed God for something. And from that position of faith, amazing stories happened. Let me tell you, it shouldn't happen once in a while. It's supposed to be on a constant basis. The Bible never encourages us to make an appeal to have faith for only circumstances. It is good to do so. But the Bible makes it very clear in the book of Hebrews that the just shall live by faith. Not attend to faith for an issue, and after the issue is solved, then we drop faith and we live normal if there is anything like normal. So the first thing is for you to understand that your new birth introduces you to the supernatural, to the nature of God. The second thing you need to understand is that in order for this to become a reality, you need to engage with your divine assignments. We are all called, 
But we come from different backgrounds. We have different assignments. We have different missions to fulfill in life. So, so I, I, I just come back from uh, 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 Africa Coast and in, uh, some of these uh, 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 countries that are, uh, I mean, are very much moving in the spirit of a revival and so on and so forth, you, there is the tendency that people hear that God is calling them. And what they do is that uh, they think, uh, if uh, I am a banker and God calls me, I need to resign from my job and be a pastor full-time and so on and so forth. Big mistake. And they will have created problems for people unnecessarily, simply because uh, we have that uh, wrong understanding that if God calls us, that is always to serve him into the four walls of a church. Wrong. God expects you to represent him wherever you are. The marketplace, the home, on the street, at school, wherever he has appointed you to have a role and or an influence and impact he wants you to represent him and that is what the bible says in the book of corinthians that we are Christ's ambassadors not only at church most of our time are spent outside church isn't it so engage into your divine assignments and it is not about uh, uh, any other thing but uh, your gifting and your calling. And those giftings and callings are, are diverse. When I'm called as a businessman, when I'm called as a, a businesswoman, when I'm called as a student, I need to live up to that uh, calling in the set, uh, circles in which God has put me. I, uh, do you understand me? So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 makes it very clear that as we are called into the kingdom of God, as we are called to represent God, the good thing is that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It is not yet entered into the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for you and I. So we haven't lived, we haven't seen anything yet. There is much more. God. Not man has prepared. He says, the things that he has for you, you have not seen them yet. And many people will be in that position and will still remain to that verse and say, oh, I've seen so many people talk about, oh, I want to do this, but I don't really know the mind of God. When you read verse 10, it makes it very clear. But God has revealed those things to us by his spirit. So when we engage spirit to spirit, God is communicating with us his mind, his plan. Let me tell you, when a human being that you respect, that has uh, their capacity, that is powerful in society, makes you a promise that I will sort this problem of yours out, do you struggle with it? No. You relax. Why? Because you trust him. But let me tell you, God is worth your trust. God will never change his mind. No matter how strong, no matter how powerful human beings will be, let me tell you, we are all subject to grace. Things will come sometimes when no matter how willing you were, that you will be unable to fulfill your promise. Have you been there before? You promise a thing, and when the time comes to do it, it is like your circumstances have changed. And you have to apologize and withdraw. Let me tell you, God will never withdraw. Our problem is that we don't inquire from him. We don't hear from him. Amen. 
So the book of Revelation chapter 17, verse, uh, uh, verse 14, it makes this also uh, quite interesting uh, statement uh, that I would like us to read uh, before we, list, uh, we read our last scripture and it will be done. Together they will go to war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will defeat them. That is the powers of darkness. The enemy and his, all his agents, they will come and fight you and I. And that, uh, but uh, as they fight you, remember that they are not just fighting you. They are fighting God in you. And the Bible says uh, the Lamb of God in you will defeat them because he is Lord of all laws and King of all kings. And his uh, called uh, and chosen and faithful ones uh, will be with him. So when God conquers, when Christ triumphs, uh, he triumphs with you. He never promised a trouble-free life. But he said, uh, I will never allow you to go through any challenge that is beyond you to bear. I don't know what you are going through at the moment for specifically those people that the Lord was speaking about that they, were, uh, they are struggling. Let me tell you, when, when somebody talks about it, the person doesn't leave it and so the person can make it very light. Let me tell you, I am not uh, bringing it down. I'm not making it uh, look like it is nothing. Only you can tell the weight of that problem. But I want to encourage you today not to have it on your shoulders, not to have it on your head because by so doing you are pulling yourself down even the more allow the holy spirit the bible says in the book of isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 because of the anointing the yoke shall be broken allow the holy spirit engage spirit to spirit this leads me to my life uh, last point uh, talking about the fact that uh, in your uh, 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 desire to operate or to allow the, your divinity to shine uh, you need to pursue Excellence. Because God in the first way, in the first time is excellence or excellency personified, if I can use it that way, or deified or whatever. Think in French, translating French from English, but you get my point. Amen. And excellence is being the best in your field. It's not about cheating. And it is not cheap. And we should all aspire to excellence. We should look forward to making a difference in our society. And excellence, again, is uh, God's nature enabling you and I to do good things uh, for his praise and for his glory. And I really want to appeal to someone. Yes, your challenges or your circumstances are what they are. But as you lift up your eyes above them, as uh, you bring them under perspective... And scripture says, and the Lord is ministering to my spirit to tell somebody that also will come and pass. It will never stay. You've been in circumstances. You've been in situations where you thought you were done. It was finished. Your enemies were just laughing at you. But somehow deliverance came through. The same God will do it again. I'm preaching better than you are reacting. <laughs> Amen. Can I hear? I hear you. I want you to understand excellence is not about your competence. Excellence, according to God's perspective, is about character. It is not the title you, 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 you bear. It is not the things you do for everybody to see. It is who you are. Your worth. Your depths. 
So I really want to appeal to somebody. The reason why those challenges are still there is because you have been focusing on them too much. Lift your eyes and look towards the mountains. From that mountain, where the Lord's presence is, your help will come. Let us read our last scripture and then uh, 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 we will finish. Second Peter chapter 1. We read from verse 3 to 8. Second, okay, sorry, I opened to First Peter, I don't know why. So it wasn't similar. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 till 8. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything. Do you hear that? Every, every, everything, everything you need for living a life. Can a godly life be a defeated life? Never. So the reason why we live those defeated lives is because we live in the flesh and not in the spirit. But my prayer is that we will catch the revelation. We will learn to engage spirit to spirit. We will hand over. Let me tell you, it is never static. It is not like you reach there and you stay there. It is a continuous effort. And that is why it is so challenging. But let me just finish the reading. We have received of. Uh, all of uh, this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Amen? Amen. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us uh, great and precious what? Promises. These are the promises that enable you and I to share his divine nature. Wow. So it is Allowed, it is given to every believer to live the life of God. So talking about how to live your divinity, I'm not uh, doing any heresy. I'm saying live according to your new birth. Divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Verse 5, in view of all this, make every effort. And that is where the revelation just really came in. I am a man who loves to preach about faith. And I uh, used to think that through faith, everything will be uh, uh, sorted. But I've come to understand through this scripture that beyond faith, there are other things that God is expecting from you and I. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with what? With a generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control. And self-control with patient endurance. And patience and endurance with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this. The more you make your effort to add to your faith. All of these Eight points. Let me tell you, the more you do it, uh, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Isn't that great? So I am encouraged. 
to dive more into the word. I'm encouraged to engage more into the spirit because it takes both to make a creation. So the more I feed myself with the word of God, the more I will look like him. I will think like him. I will act like him. But you know what? Most of us, will, in 24 hours that we are given a day, maybe we, some of us, we are told we need to sleep eight hours per day. So imagine if you slept eight hours per day, it is like a, 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 a third of the day. In a, 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 like a, uh, 50 years or like you have spent a whole third of 50 years uh, I mean in 75 years that means uh, in the 75 years you have spent uh, 25 years sleeping you get my point don't oversleep <laughs> amen rest your body but don't over, uh, oversleep get up because a time will come where we will be in his presence, where there will not be any need for all of these things. But what I'm trying to say is that uh, you have the capacity to live God's uh, nature. You have the ability of God in you. It takes you to dive into the world, engage spirit to spirit, spend time in scripture, spend time in prayer. Invest. Some people say, let us, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, we used to, I mean, even I just said it, spend time in prayer. No, invest time in prayer. Engage with the Spirit. The more you do so, the greater your testimony will be. And I want to end here by saying to someone that the Lord, through this, is calling you to go back to the essentials. To go back to the fundamentals, to go back to who he's called you to be. Your divine nature, it is to live according to his capacity, not your human limitations. Yes, because we are humans, we don't always succeed 100%. I have to admit it, I'm the first. But what I do is that forgetting the past, I press towards the mark. I want to be like him. I train myself, I feed myself, I get more information, revelation, the word into me. Because what is in is what comes out. And that is what faith is. That is what even the life of God is. What shows outside is the consequence of what is inside you. May I encourage somebody today, look unto him, walk closer to him you'll be amazed the testimonies that you will take your way.